Hi, I'm Sue Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 13, and I find that quite remarkable. I set out three months ago to make a podcast, and it was pretty awful, the first one. I almost deleted it. I don't know if I've got any better, but I'm still here, still trying. Now, when I made that first podcast, I really expected about half a dozen people to have a listen to it. I embedded it on my blog, and yeah, I thought maybe a few kind friends might stop by and listen. And, um, well, uh, quite a few other people have been listening over the last three months, and it suddenly occurred to me that people might not know who I am, because I didn't actually introduce myself in my first podcast. I didn't actually see a reason to do that, because those half a dozen people that I expected to listen know me very well. They've been reading my blog for an awful long time, and know a lot about me and my family. But just in case you don't actually read my blog and that you have sort of stumbled across my podcast, I don't know how you would have done, but <laughs> if you have, maybe I'll just introduce myself and my family very quickly for you. Yes, I'm an Australian. Uh, I live in New South Wales, which is on the east coast. We live uh, south of Sydney. We're not city people. We actually, I love Sydney, but we don't like living in the city. We actually live in a small village surrounded by bush and farmland. So that if when we drive into town, there's paddocks of cows, occasionally a sheep or two, but mostly cows around here, though there's a few alpacas as well. It's a lovely place to live. We really love the bush. It's very quiet where we are, very safe for the kids to go walk up and to the village and do the shopping, just a few shops we have. We have bush tracks on our doorstep. So if you've been listening to my podcast and you might know that we are runners and we do enjoy going down the bush tracks to run. I've been blogging for about four years. I blog about all sorts of things. But just recently, I've been concentrating on my unschooling blog, writing stories about my children and what I am learning by observing them while they're unschooling. It's um, been a very interesting experience, uh, trying to work out uh, what works and what doesn't work, how how the learning process works best in children. At the moment, I have three children that would be called official um, homeschoolers. Charlotte is 17, Sophie is 13, and Gemma Rose is 10. Beside those three children, I do have a few more children. I have three more young adults who are living at home. I have a married daughter who lives on the other side of Australia from us. She lives in a city called Perth which I've never been to, but it sounds uh, a very beautiful city on the western coast, and she lives right next to the beach. After living all her uh, life up to the point where she got married, practically, over here where we are, which is a lot cooler, uh, yeah, she likes the the sun and the sand and uh, has no plans to come home. I'm a bit afraid to send any of my other children over to visit her in case they also fall in love with Perth and don't want to come back. And then, of course, I have, we have one more son, Thomas, who uh, died as a baby. I spoke about him in my last podcast. So that's a little bit about myself and my family. I've just been thinking today, well, this week, what am I going to podcast about this week? And I've been thinking, why am I podcasting? 
I think that I started as an experiment. I like learning new things. Start did some vlogging for a while. Sort of my haven't made a video for a while either. And podcasting, the, the idea came to me and I thought, can I make a podcast? Well, I did and I'm still here making them. Doing a little bit of research thinking, well, why do people make podcasts? I guess they make them to either entertain other people or to uh, provide helpful information. Now, I don't know which category I fall into. I don't think I'm one of those funny people. Actually, I, I do like writing funny stuff, very tongue-in-cheek uh, stories, uh, same, sometimes so subtle that I'm the only person who will smile at them unless you've got my sense of humor. But yeah, I'm not a, a funny in-your-face type person, so it, this is not a humorous, like, comedian-type podcast. Is it entertaining? I don't know if other people's family stories are entertaining. Well, I find other people very interesting. But why should people be interested in the goings-on in my family? Unless, of course, it's very different from where you live and your family. So the other idea is, should I podcast about something helpful? Uh, unschooling. Uh, sharing ideas, sharing resources, sharing how unschooling works in a family. We've been unschooling since, well, we started off unschooling 22 years ago with our first child, and we didn't stay on the unschooling pathway uh, for that long. It was, uh, in those days, I guess, unschooling was the cutting edge of education, of homeschooling, and somehow I just sort of stepped into it. People around us were unschooling. We knew about John Holt and actually received a few of his news well, the magazines that were being produced. Uh, they stopped production not very long after we started unschooling, but we were on the tail end of that. And I did know some people who shared the unschooling philosophy with, with me. And so love of learning, that seemed the right thing to do. We got a bit off track um, down a little way into homeschooling because I didn't really understand the philosophy very well. I thought that parents ought to step well back from their children and not interfere at all with their educational uh, learning. So I didn't feel I could offer any suggestions, get involved in their education. Now, I don't really know why I thought that. Maybe I, I probably... Well, I know I wasn't very well informed. Obviously, I picked up the wrong messages. And so I went off on some sidetracks for a few years. We tried uh, Charlotte Mason, classical uh, ed. Uh, I had a, a dip into unit studies and lap books and things like that. But we came back to unschooling. And we didn't come back consciously. We, I didn't make a decision, get up one morning and say, hey, I want to try unschooling. What I actually did was, gradually over a period of time, I just abandoned things that weren't working for our family and stopped worrying about outside expectations. And gradually our sort of homeschooling evolved to a point where we were unschooling, except I didn't actually realize we were unschooling, still being very misinformed. I still thought of unschooling as something which it isn't. Until I was reading one day, I was reading uh, Susie Andrus's book, Homeschooling with Gentleness. And as I was reading, um, oh, there was another one, A Little Way of Homeschooling. I read both of them. And as I was reading, I thought, hey, that's exactly what we're doing. Are we unschooling? And so I had a name to put to what we were just doing, which I call doing our own thing. 
I made friends with uh, Susie over the internet and I started blogging about unschooling. And now I guess I'm podcasting about it too, unschooling and family life, because I think that unschooling is really just uh, learning from life. And I guess a lot of family stories uh, appear in my podcasts. So I've been thinking about the future. What am I going to be talking about in my podcasts in future episodes? What would be helpful? What would be interesting? I don't really know. <laughs> but the quality of a podcast, I can improve that even if I um, haven't got much idea about the content right at this minute. So I'd like to tell you a story of what happened last week. Now the other Sunday, as we were coming out of Mass, uh, one of our parishioners came up to me and asked if the girls and I would be interested in recording a few rosaries for a local community radio show, which she has been involved with for the last 29 years. And I said, yes, we would. I thought it'd be a very interesting experience. We thought I thought we could manage to say a few rosaries without too much problem. So we arranged to meet in town, uh, I think it was about a, just over a week ago. Uh, I had an address, which was a street address at someone's home. I didn't really know what to expect, but when we got there, the man who was recording the rosaries for us, he took us into his studio. He's a professional audio person with his own professional studio. We never met him before, but uh, we certainly have heard his voice before because he as he's asked us if we'd been to our local cinema, and of course we have many times, and he asked us if we had listened to and watched the ads, the local ads that come on before the main feature movie, and of course, yes, we have done that as well. And he said, well, he's the voice behind those uh, ads. He's a voiceover man. Amongst other things, he does a lot of audio jobs. I said that was quite exciting, meeting uh, Andrew, whose voice that we're, we're very familiar with. We had a look around his studio, and Sophie and I were, oh, yeah, our eyes everywhere. And as we said to him, we record our podcasts and our videos in our bedrooms behind closed doors with minimal equipment, and we are most interested in his setup, all the equipment he has. And for example, he oh, has everything but very simple equipment. He had um, a pop filter, a professional one, on a clamped onto a proper stand, and my pop filter happens to be uh, a wire coat hanger which I've pulled into the shape of a diamond and I've stretched a, a leg of an old pair of tights over the top of it and I've inserted the the hook end of the coat hanger into an old tissue box and it's actually sitting in front of my microphone. It doesn't look very good at all but I think it does the job and it probably does uh, just as well a good job as Andrew's professional one but yes his does look a whole lot better than mine. Anyway, we gathered about his big mic. He set up a mic in the center of the recording area and the girls and I sat around it. Uh, the other lady had her own mic to one side. She was doing the introductions and we were going to recite the rosary. And the rosary is something that we've been saying for absolutely, you know, years and years and years and we don't think about it. Well, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? Because if you're saying the rosary without thinking about it, it's not really doing much good. But I think you know what I mean. It's It just comes naturally and we have the words just flow off our tongues and we have plenty of mind left to think about the mysteries that go with, um, or the meditations that go with each mystery. 
but um, we became a little bit self-conscious around the microphone and it was totally different recording rosaries when somebody is recording them and uh, Andrew sat to one you know on his area with his headphones on and gave us a signal and we had to start and I had to say it using up the words in front of me just to make sure I didn't stumble even though the words are ingrained in me and none of us are sure that we had said the right amount of Hail Marys for every decade. We were counting them carefully on our fingers, but I'm sure some of them didn't have enough Hail Marys and maybe to even it up, other decades had too many. But nobody minded. It didn't have to be perfect. It's just for the community uh, radio. So we recorded these rosaries and then afterwards... While the girls were having a, a glass of water and, and recovering from the the heat of the studio, because of course the air conditioning had to be turned off while while we we were recording, Andrew and I got a chance to have a chat about podcasting, and I told him about my podcast, and he was very interested in what I was doing. Uh, yeah, he said that he would help me make them sound more professional if I'm interested, and we talked about intros. I haven't got the intro right. A few podcasts ago, I was uh, mulling this over and thinking that, yeah, that I ought to have a more professional intro because people start listening, I suppose, and then after a minute or so, people decide whether they're going to continue listening or turn off. So it's, it is important to have a professional opening that catches people's attention. And I don't think I've got that yet. I'd like a nice sort of jingle. I've been listening to a few other podcasts. And I rather like the one for the accidental creative, which I've been listening to. That sounds really good. So maybe Andrew could give me a few pointers on that. And the other thing Andrew suggested was music between segments. And I was reading um, on the internet on someone's site who writes about podcasting. He said one of the biggest mistakes people make is to have long, long uh, periods of unbroken speech. And well, I guess that's exactly what I've been doing. And maybe I need to break it up with some music every now and then. He said he wouldn't, this, the author of this article said he wouldn't listen to that. Maybe people have turned off because I haven't put in the musical um, segments. I think that that's uh, more difficult than it sounds to stick a bit of music in there. Maybe I need a bit of help with that. But another thing uh, Andrew did tell me about was audio uh, recorders. I asked him how I would go about recording uh, an interview or something on location away from my computer. And he suggested a Zoom audio recorder. And I had a look at them online. And I actually ordered and received the cheapest version. I thought that'll probably do me. I haven't actually um, used it yet. I'm still sitting here at my computer this afternoon. But I've I've been looking at the instructions and I've watched a couple of YouTube videos on how to use this recorder. And um, it's just pretty simple. I think I could do it. And this will give me an added uh, resource. I'll be able to go out on location and record my podcasts. I think about those words, out on location. Where would I go? What would be a good location, an interesting location to record from? We don't actually go very far in a week. We're pretty ordinary, just an ordinary family. I read on the internet about other unschooling families who seem to lead really exciting lives. 
some of them are they get in their camper van and they travel around Australia or whatever country they live in and their children learn from the travels. Some others are even more adventurous than that. They've sold up all their possessions and they're traveling the world. I guess there's a, a, a term for that. I think it's called world schooling. Now, I'm not up on world schooling because obviously we're not world schoolers, but I think that's a term that applies to people who are learning as they travel the world with their families. Now, I think about that, and I don't really want to be a world schooler. I don't even want to get in my camper van, because well, I haven't got one, but buy a camper van and travel. I'm a bit of a homebody. And we're rather a conventional type family, I think. We live in a beautiful place, but we live in a conventional house. It's just on a quarter of an acre block, but it is in a, a, a nice location on the edge of the bush, and I guess a lot of people haven't got that opportunity to live in such a place as we do. But we live an ordinary existence, I guess, as far as ordinary goes, because I think nobody lives an ordinary existence. Every life is and can be very fascinating, especially if you approach it with an adventurous attitude. And that's what we try and do, try and find adventures while we're living uh, at home and doing things. And it's amazing how you can turn an ordinary incident or a situation or an experience into an adventure by thinking carefully about it and by looking for opportunities. So uh, I don't think you have to be uh, a traveler to be an unschooler, though I do think that sometimes when people talk about unschoolers, that's the image that comes to mind, people that are, uh, are prepared to travel around and learn from their travels. But I had a look uh, in the dictionary at the definition of the word adventure and one definition that I came up with was unusual or daring or exciting experience. I think that was it. And um, I think we can have those sort of experiences at home without going too far. Sophie and I had an adventure last Saturday. She asked if we could go on an outing together, just one-on-one. -on -one. And I like to do that with my children, having quite a few children I think that every now and then it's good just to pay attention to one child at a time and I usually ask them what they'd like to do with me and we go off and have an adventure together. And on Saturday, Sophie wanted to take photos with me. She said, can we go somewhere that we can spend some time getting some photos? And we ended up uh, having a bushwalk. We went down to town with our breakfast. We left home about 7 o'clock in the morning, and I think that was an adventure in itself, to go out for breakfast, a picnic breakfast at the lake, before most people have got out of bed on a Saturday morning. There were a few people down there, but mainly older people walking dogs, but generally everybody else was still in bed, while we were out enjoying, the, it was really quite cool and fresh at that time of morning, very quiet. And when we got down to the lake, all the ducks were still asleep. They were sitting on the grass with their heads under their wings. Um, yeah, they weren't even up. And we took our picnic uh, breakfast to a bench and enjoyed it before setting off into the bush with our cameras to take some photos. And we were headed for a, a set of water, well, a set of waterfalls. That we had a look on a map that was in the lake, at the bottom of the lake where the bush tracks start, and it said the waterfalls were about 3.5k down a particular track. 
I wished I had a map with me. I couldn't find one at home. I know I've got one somewhere, but I told Sophie that we'd just be adventurers. We'd just go down the path. And I had a vague idea where we would be heading. We had to bear left. And how difficult could it be to find a waterfalls three and a half K down the track? Well, we worked and we worked and there were so many different interconnecting bush tracks. I think that some of them are the official ones on, on the maps and other ones have been beaten by other people heading off, off the main tracks. They just battled their way through the bush and made new tracks. And maybe some animals also have done that. Well, anyway, we got hopelessly lost and about 4k down the track, we weren't anywhere near waterfalls. And we actually, after 4K, I began to get, well, I knew we were lost. And I didn't really know whether to head back the way we had come or to keep on uh, going along this track, hoping that maybe it would swing round and bring us back to the lake. And then I discovered the road. And we could see a, a tarmac road from the track we were on. And I said to Sophie, well, perhaps we ought to go down the road and have a look around and see if we could locate exactly where we were. So we went down the road and we discovered that we were quite a long way south of where we meant to be. Yeah, we'd come out of the bush and we weren't too far from the main road back into town. So we decided to play it safe and walk back along the main road to the lake so we wouldn't get lost again. And I apologized later to Sophie about this failed walk. We didn't go to the, to the waterfalls. And she just grinned and she says, oh, mum, she says, we had a great time. It was even better because we got lost. We had an adventure. And I think that's the right attitude to have about anything that happens. Things don't always turn out how we plan, but with the right attitude and a, we can have a sense of adventure. We're going back to those bush tracks. We're going on another adventure. As I said to Sophie, we didn't get to the waterfalls. This gives us another excellent excuse for trying again. And next time, I'm going to the information center that all the tourists go to on their way into town. I'm going to be a tourist and I'm going to stop and I'm going to buy a map, and then we're going to know exactly where we're going, and we might find those waterfalls and be able to take some photos of them. But anyway, we came back with heaps of good photos of other things we saw along the way. So what have I talked about today? I gave a little brief introduction to myself, talked about what I'm podcasting about, mulled over a few ideas for improving these podcasts, and yeah, talked a little bit about adventures. Podcasting is an adventure. And I'd just like to thank you for listening to today's one. If you would like to go over to my blog, it's Stories of an Unschooling Family. And finally, there's iTunes. You can subscribe to this podcast through iTunes. So thank you again for listening to my podcast today. I'll be back next week with another one. I have no idea what I'll be talking about. It'll be a bit of an adventure trying to come up with a topic. But if you'd like to leave feedback, I'd really appreciate that. So till next week.